0: Welcome to the weekly show of What is School For? This show is really inspired by my interview with the one and only Seth Golden, who really challenged me as a college professor to think about the purpose of education. And why do we even send our children to school? Yeah. And today I'm really, really, really honored to have our Jordan Paris to be on the show. And we are going to discuss why college is a waste of time and a very controversial (laughs) topic right (laughs) and i can't wait to dive in and uh, we are live on linkedin and uh facebook on youtube and periscope so if you Mm -hmm. are joining us live right now let me know in the comment section where you are joining us from i'm actually in philadelphia i know you are originally from philadelphia
1: yeah 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 i'm uh i i'm uh I'm Collegeville, Phoenixville area so like King of Prussia Mall. Oh my you, god, you, we go man. to the
0: Costco there all the time. Oh my god. Ah, how far are you from the King of Prussia Mall? Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. So just in case you don't know who this amazing young man is. I don't know what you are doing if you don't know who he is. And I have been following Jordan on LinkedIn for quite some time and uh Jordan is a 22 Oh my god i feel so embarrassed to mention this i'm almost twice as old as you are but definitely not as, definitely not as successful so jordan is a 22 year old uh young entrepreneur a best-selling author and jordan's work has been featured on forbes Men's house uh, yahoo finance nasdaq and so many other uh, publications and jordan hosts a very very popular podcast which is one of my favorite topic and uh, growth mindset university which has been ranking really top it ranks number 15 in apple's education category which is one of the most competitive categories so congratulations And today we are going to discuss. Wow, we have some educators join us, so this is going to be really interesting. (laughs) Hello, Brian. Thank you for joining us.
1: Oh, hey, that's cool. I use Streamyard too, and it does. I it doesn't pull comments from LinkedIn, so I never get. No, I have to. I'm
0: going to use my phone in a second to show comments from LinkedIn. Yeah. comments from uh, from Facebook. Yeah. So we are going to discuss why college is a waste of time really excited and yeah, thank yeah. You. and welcome to the show jordan super super excited
1: well first off i just want to uh, say that it's it's really nice to be here with someone whose energy is as infectious as yours i mean i've seen your videos i, I you oh, know we've thank you. i've i've been seeing your name pop up for a really long time now as well and you know we're only just now uh getting connected which makes me think like what kind, you know i've been seeing so many people on my network for for like you know years, like who am I gonna you know what are the connections I'm gonna form down the road? It's just really great, and uh, you know, someone you're, you're kind, you're you're fun, uh, so it's just really nice. And and you hype you hype people up. Uh, <laughs> I, I know I'm not as I'm not as great as I makes me seem. She oh, hypes. Wow. I was telling yeah, her she no. hypes everyone I'm up. So, this,
0: I work so hard. It's like I interviewed <laughs> a few weeks ago. I interviewed this another startup founder he's like 20 years old you know i'm just trying to catch up i'm 40 years old already wasted two decades i'm just trying to get up
1: time is an illusion it's okay
0: awesome I are here for now earlier so let's get started are you ready to dive in i'm ready So as I introduced you earlier, Jordan, you are just, I was just reading your bio earlier. I was like, wow, I literally brought my husband who also works at home. I was like, you have to check out this young man. He's like, so, so, so amazing. And uh, so somewhere on your website, you mentioned that you had a wake up call when you were 18 years old. So I want to learn more about the story behind that wake up call. So if you can share with us, that would be great. And I also wonder if that is kind of the trigger to inspire you to redesign your life.
1: Oh yeah. So I mean, I worked at this restaurant from between uh, 16 years old to 18 and a half years old, and uh, I worked really hard. I was a very good employee. I uh, I got my best friend, my only friend in high school, a job there as well, and we would uh, we would literally have like competitions, like you know, like no, like I'm the best. Uh, the, the, the the position was called GA, Guest Assistant, but it's really just busser at a restaurant. And, uh, I'm like, no, I'm the best GA. And he, then he like, no, I cleared tables fast. It was like, <laughs> and, and I would go clean the, clean the drains. Uh, you know, I wasn't even like asked to do it. I would just clean the drains and just do all this. St- I, I, you know, I took pride in it and, uh, I like it was in the goal to, you know, work my way up and become a server and then a bartender and then a manager. And I got to, you, you, you have to be 18 to be a server. So when I turned 18, um, I didn't get the job right away, which was actually really frustrating. Really frustrating because mm-hmm. I I was good, I was good at my job, and uh, and they didn't promote me for it was uh three months yeah it was December uh so so three months or whatever after my birthday two and a half months after my birthday in September whatever I, I can't think right now <laughs> in terms of math um so uh, but I finally got it and then I and then I kind of crashed and burned and yeah uh, you know, like I just wasn't good at serving and. But I and I got out of there after the the two and a half years. And I said never again. Never will I work for anyone ever again. I was I was wow. tired of having to you know be at the mercy of of someone to to promote me to to advance. Um I was tired of you, you know having someone tell me what to do all the time. Uh I was tired of the occasional rude table, you know, having people talk mm-hmm. to me like that. Uh, I was was tired of you know if I messed up an order once, uh, you know the the s- there were certain managers, not all of them, but but some that just weren't having it, and uh, would bring the hammer down. And uh, I was tired of staying there till one a.m. on Friday nights and Saturday nights, and I was tired of cleaning up the urine around the urinals. Because the urinals are literally on that, like these weird urinals that are literally in the, like, I, it was like just, it was a good, it was a good looking design. It's hard to explain, but it created a mess. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I was tired. So pretty much I was tired of working for other people mm-hmm. and have, and being at the mercy of, of, of them and, um, and having them you know, set my schedule, uh, and, and having them design my life and, and, and working for other people to get, to get wealthy while I'm making a lowly, Mm uh, between nine and, you know, depending on tips between nine and $14 per hour, Mm -hmm. uh, which actually, I mean, for high school isn't that bad, but, uh, but, but I was tired of that all. And I, and like I said, I, I put my foot down. I said, never again. I knew that I did not, I wasn't going to work for anyone ever again. So, like, the first thing I did, I, uh, the, the, what I had my sights set on was like, oh, I'm going to become a personal trainer. I saw my friend, a family friend, celebrity trainer, uh, Steve Jordan out in Los Angeles crushing it. And, uh, you know, like in the, the top, you know, cause most p- personal trainers are not wealthy, but he's like top 1% of, of trainers, you know. And, um, I was like, I want to do that. I want to do that. That's what I want to do with my life. And I want to take it, take it up a notch and, and be like, uh, be really well known on YouTube and have these online programs. And so I did that for a little while. I got my national Academy of sports, sports medicine certification, uh, shortly after I turned 19 and did that, had some clients and, uh, that was my first experience. I I had in-home clients, in-home clients. So I had no infrastructure, which was great. And, uh, so that was my first experience in working for myself in designing my own life, setting my own schedule, and it evolved from there.
0: Well, I love stories like this. And I was just reading this comment from Pam. Thank you for joining us. You know, that's why my school or my hashtag is Classroom Without Walls. I truly believe, you know, the best education happens outside the classroom. You have to get involved, good or bad. You know, that can always poke your heart. And because so many students, they just kind of floating, you know. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Aimless.
0: Exactly their their heart is somewhere else. so I love this comment from Alice seeing that she uh, she's also a college professor teacher, and so many students have no idea what they want to do. and uh, I think that's a very important reason I resigned yeah, yeah, yeah. from my job because I see no spark in my students' eyes every time I cancel mm. them, everyone was so excited hey thank you dr I for canceling the class I was like wow you guys know you actually <laughs> paid me to teach you why are you so excited that I actually canceled a class because I had to go to a conference it doesn't make sense nobody enjoyed no. being inside the classroom no. so, so like,
1: well let's let me let me let me ask you a question because so okay so you're a college professor until when
0: this year May
1: and how long were you <laughs> a college years, professor ten
0: years 10 yeah wow. Ten Ten years, yeah, I finally, and great. also I see like the more I do research in this area, I have finally decided to homeschool my own children next year, starting in January, and I will be uh, working uh, with my older son, yeah. eight years old first, and then slowly uh, in, uh, also invite my younger one to join who already begs me to homeschool him. Uh, I, yeah, that's
1: great. I, I endorse that. I think that's what I'm going to do as well when the time comes. Yeah, I, I'm, a, I'm a big proponent of, of homeschooling. Grant Cardone homeschools his kids. It seems oh, to be going so really well. Oh, so many, and you know, for uh, even
0: for this show, for this show, I interviewed so many entrepreneurs on this show. That what is school for show, and almost every single entrepreneur they homeschool their children. Yeah, I'm isn't that like, funny? Ah, yeah, yeah, they
1: they, so they, they they know what's up. Grant too, he told me, he's like, he's like, it's it's prison. <laughs> This this like drive by the drive by the elementary school. It looks like it it doesn't look like a fun place to be. It looks like prison. And I was like, I was like, I usually say that about college. I that's a that's a big step to say that about elementary schools. But I mean, you're kind of (laughs) right. Totally.
0: Like this is such a great transition. I want to unpack, you know, who you are and your own like personal and professional background a little bit. Like only about two years ago, you decided to launch a podcast, and two years later has become one of the best popular most popular downloaded podcast in the category of education and uh, you are also a best selling author so i feel like there's so much for us to unpack as a yeah. parent as an entrepreneur as an educator so first share with us how did your parents raise you differently and uh, uh, i know you uh, have yeah. parents, and uh, is everyone in your family the same as you driven kind of an outlier yeah, yeah. think differently outside of the box so share with us
1: yeah, well, look, my my father's a, a general surgeon, uh, mother's mm-hmm. a nurse. Kind of guess how they met. Um, got uncles that are doctors as well, chiropractors, two of them, and uh, and then you know grandfather, a, a, a patent attorney for for Exxon, and then and then grandmother, the, the co-owner. I don't, I mean, you you might know it up north, Supreme Security. The, okay. The, yep, yep. So yeah, that's that's their company. And uh, and so I don't know. I came. That's that's kind of my, my family background. And uh, my my my. It's funny. My my, my grandfather. Like as kind of uh, he. You know, as soon as my father came out the womb, it was like uh, you know he's going to be a doctor. They kind of like pushed him, oh. pushed him down that path. <laughs> and and what's great about me. Um, my, my father and my parents never pushed me down a particular path. in the fact that he said, do not go into anything medicine, like do not go into healthcare for, for lots of reasons that I can't really elaborate on. I mean, I, I, I loosely understand why, but like, I, I, can't really verbalize it too well or explain it. Uh, but it was always, I guess in a sense, I had very permissive parents, you know, that allowed me to kind of do what I, what I wanted, uh, in some things. Uh, and there's downside to having permissive parents too, for sure. If you look up, you know, like research on like child development and, you know, parenting styles, there's downsides to it, but I felt like I got a really good mix. My friend Patrick was like, dude, I don't know how, but your parents like have that parenting thing down, down to a science. I, I, I don't care <laughs> I was Dad, you know you i was know, i was allowed to do time. yeah yeah, I, I was allowed to do like all the right things you know and and have great flexibility that way, but then i wasn't you know, I'm not allowed to have like we weren't allowed to have soda in the house, uh we're not allowed to play uh you know video games too long uh you know we're not allowed to go here we're you know, so they so I wasn't allowed to do everything but in, i i feel like I had great um it's hard to explain. I, just in terms of, in terms of like what I wanted to do with my life, you know, as a, as a, as a teenager is like, like, sure, you know, I have at it. And, uh, but they, they, I guess it's just important to say they, they always had my, my best interest in my, like, like every parent, but, uh, you know, the, the support, the, the, mm-hmm. the love and support was, was, you know, there, you know, whatever I, in, in whatever I, I, I want to do like there, there's no resistance. Um, like you can't, you know, you, you can't take this leap of faith. You know, you have to, you you have to use your degree to get this, get this job. Um, no, it's not, it's not really the case yet. I see, see like my, my grandfather and there's nothing, you know, nothing. I, I, he's awesome. I think mean, he's really awesome. But like, I'm just saying like, yeah, you, know, you know, 80 year olds generally do not understand like that generation doesn't understand the whole, like, like what you're like, you're making money on the internet. You're you know you have this like agency, but like no physical like location. Like mm-hmm. like you, you know you have this pot. So they they see all that. I say all that, and they're like, so what are you gonna do after college? <laughs> I'm just like I'm gonna keep doing the same thing, and uh, they don't really get it. But my parents aren't like that, which is amazing.
0: That's great. That's great. That's great. I can and, do uh, these
1: things with confidence.
0: I I think that makes a big difference. I I remember there was uh, an Indian professor I forgot his name. And so he did this experiment. He brought a bunch of computers to a rural area in India. And he just gave those children who have never, ever used a computer before, threw them a bunch of computers and no teaching, no coaching. But they do have one person there. They call this person kind of grandma. So the, the, the only thing this person does was saying, hey, you guys are great. You can do this. You can figure it out. And so a few weeks later, and all those, or maybe a few months later, all those children, they kind of figure out how to use computers and how to do programming it was uh, mm-hmm. like amazing it's a tech talk it was really really amazing interesting so what you when you are talking about your parents it reminds me of that tech talk how supportive they are they allow mm-hmm. you to honor who you are without yeah. you to become someone else so i love that
1: yeah that, that's the point there I, I got a question for you what did you teach in college
0: so I teach actually social media, the, and uh, I love how my friend Tim saying that he loves how you are also asking me questions, and I love that too.
1: I, I'm a, I'm an interviewer. I,
0: yeah, I know you have this amazing I, podcast. Yeah,
1: I do yeah. that. No, it's not even in, just on the podcast. I do this in real life. I, I, I like I sit down next to you. I do this in real life. If we, if I sit down next to you, so I'm, gonna, I'm gonna ask you questions. <laughs>
0: I love it. I love it. But, the, you know? but so
1: you teach in social media?
0: Yeah, life is a matter of the questions you ask, right? So, yeah, I teach social media. That's actually how I got started on my journey because I see there are so many uh, educators who are just academics. They teach social media, right, right. but they don't practice. Yeah, right, now, right, right, of right, right. My wake up call after four or five years into my teaching career, I was like, you know what? My teaching was failing, I was not serving my students. So, I started to practice everything uh. I was teaching in the classroom. You know, like Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, live streaming—they all started for the only purpose to become a, a better teacher. But yeah. doing that also changed my life. And, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Experience, That's experience is story. the best
1: teacher. Uh, experience gives you stories to tell, to tell, and those stories captivate your students. Um, it just people can tell when it's from a uh, when it's from a textbook, and you're just regurgitating oh, I- information and recycling it. Or have you? Or, or when and when you've actually done it? It's 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 black and white. Like it's really obvious. A
0: uh, hundred percent. My teaching has. I used to fake it. <laughs> when I was teaching, right? I never done this before, so I just got a few books, a few articles. I'm pretending I was knowing, faking. But but after I became a practitioner, my teaching has improved so much. So I want to kind of transition to the education realm, and uh, so next year in March, you are going to give a TEDx talk which is titled why college is a waste of time so i want to ask you what is your answer to that question what are some reasons (laughs) and also you are currently a student yourself right so how do you like explain that to us
1: well look i will first cover why i am uh, a couple of months away from graduating right now just to get that off off people's backs and, and get rid of those concerns I mean, look, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. My, I'm, I'm very lucky. You know, my my father is a, is a very diligent saver. And for all three kids, put away a tuition fund many years ago. So, like, okay, here's – like, this is, this is for – like, he pays tuition. And so, like, I go for free. And if I drop out – I essentially have a scholarship. And if I drop out, which I've tried to do so many times, I've, <laughs> I've asked so many times over the years, I have to pay back every uh, – Every dollar uh, of tuition. I don't really have an interest in in um, owing ninety thousand dollars. I, I I really I really don't. I like to. I'd rather I'd rather buy a property with that, and I'd rather buy the the sweet new ride I just bought a couple of weeks ago down there uh, with that money. Like I, I don't want to owe. I don't want to pay it in in, in tuition. So. Short answer is, I'm not going to drop out. You know, um, it's it's not. I'm not having that that bad of a deal here. You know, I like I go for free. I'm on scholarship, so uh, as far as tuition goes. And so, why? Uh, you know, why doesn't? Well, it doesn't. Well, first of all, it doesn't mean though. Just because my tuition is paid for, it doesn't mean that I can't be an advocate for the 44 million Americans who owe an average of thirty-eight thousand eight hundred eighty-seven dollars, which amounts to. $1.65 $1.65 trillion in student loan debt in America, it doesn't mean, it doesn't negate those numbers. Those numbers, those those people, those 44 million people still exist. And I don't want to be one of those people. And it doesn't mean I can't be an advocate for them. So that's what I'm doing right now. I'm being an, an advocate for them. So college can be a waste of time, depending on your major. Mm. There's only a handful, and a handful might be generous to say, uh, of majors that are actually worth going to college for. Namely, accounting, uh, medicine, which, by the way, that whole system needs to be revamped as well, that whole education. It, it's just, they don't learn anything about sleep and nutrition. Nothing. Nothing about it. My father learned nothing about it. N- none of these people learn anything about it. And and these are the two most important factors in health. And I, hands down, these are the two most important things, sleep and, and nutrition. And they don't learn anything about it. They're, they go around recommending wheat bread and, and milk as Ooh. healthy. Like, it does my father will tell you he—he's a doctor. he will tell you, mm-hmm. and uh, so so that so, but you still need if you're going to practice medicine, you still need that, that to go to law uh, med school. Uh, what they're great at, and what I wouldn't change is they're great at fixing people back up. You know, after a, mm-hmm. after a car accident or, or, or a heart attack or something like that. Um, but what's the root of that heart attack? They don't care. They don't care about that. Let's get to the root here. Anyway, uh, law—you know, law school. Um, so, accounting, medicine, law—pretty uh, much specialized skills. If you're going to come out with a specialized skill and use that specialized skill, you need that specialized skill for your dream career. Yeah. Then go to school. If you're going to go to school for general business, uh, marketing—pretty uh, much anything in business besides accounting. Um, Anything in the business school, uh, philosophy, gender studies, sociology—you uh, know—all these, all these woo-woo majors that, that are just a bunch of crap and a bunch of theory. Then uh, I don't see college. I don't see college for you. I, I don't understand uh, so many, so many people. You know, for example, my friend, my my friend Brittany gets a uh, one of my best friends uh, gets a gets a psychology degree. She got a psychology degree. Worked in uh, as a as a as a child therapist for I don't know seven months. Uh, it was barely getting by. Barely getting by after she graduated. Like tough. Uh, she would always tell me. And and then she she got another job in sales. And now she's raking it in. She's doing really well. She's uh, she has she, what was the degree for psychology. She she's not using it. She's not using it. Is it is a waste of time? And uh, <clears throat> so, if you're going, so I I I encourage people to begin with the end in mind here. Like, what is it that I want to do? Like, what is my dream job here? Well, or or what's even like my realistic dream job? Like, what do I? What am I aiming to do? And okay, let's reverse engineer it. What do I need to get that? Do I need a degree? Do I need to spend? $25,000 for a year? Do I need to take take out tens, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars in student loans to become this? Or do I need to not go to college and get whatever job I, I, I need to, to, to scrape by while I study under under someone else who's doing exactly what I want to do? Some mentor is doing exactly what I want to do. I'm going to work for him for free in my spare time. And and then I'm and I'm going to learn the ropes, right? So, what? Like, we're just, but we're, that's not happening. We're sending kids off, like you know, like oh, you know, don't worry, it'll be okay. Take out this twenty-five thousand dollar loan. Take out this forty thousand dollar loan. It's okay. Don't worry about it. Don't think about it. And and we're sending them off to college like that. And they're and and they're getting like, they they go in like undeclared. They don't even know what they you ask any college student. What 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 do you want? Like what do you want to do? They're all like, I don't know. That's that's the, that's the answer. I don't know. Exactly. A- aimless, aimless. And they're taking out loans aimlessly. They're picking a major aimlessly. They they don't know what they want to do, and so they get out of college and they still don't know what to do. So some of them, because they don't know what they want to do, they go to grad school. They're like, let me delay this decision a couple of more years. Let wow. me let me get let me spend let me be really financially irresponsible. And just because I don't know what I want to do right now, let me just go get like some more uh education <laughs> and, and then when I come out I'll be overqualified and, and then I won't be able to get a get a uh the, the job I, I I want at that time but, but I still don't even know what job I want. And uh I just I, I like let's consider. Let's like at 18 years old if you're gonna go to college, like let's put a financial plan down on paper. What's gonna be the cost of this degree? What kind of job can I get if I get this degree with this major, right? Mm-hmm. What kind of job with this major can I get? And how much money am I going to be making in that job? And how much money did I just pay in tuition compared to what I'm going to be making in this job? How long am I going to be paying that student loan debt back? Like, let's let's think about these things first before we just aimlessly, like, like drop, you know, all, all this money. And it's just funny oh to God. me, too. Like, there's the financial part of it where, like, I... I I don't I I just can't even believe what's going on here. You know we we give these student loans out like candy. You know again we tell people like we tell these young people eighteen year olds don't worry about it. It's okay. It'll be all be fine. Don't think about it. And they're taking out tens of not hundreds of thousands of dollars of loans. And 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 and, and tuition has gone up eleven hundred percent in the past uh, forty years is what it is since nineteen seventy eight, and. Uh, Food, though has only gone up 400 percent health has only gone up 601 percent healthcare you know. bankrupts a lot of people it's only gone up 601 tu- percent tuition 11 11 percent that's hmm something that smells a little fishy here uh, cost of textbooks gone up by by three in the past 30 years printing costs haven't gone up oh, well, what's going what's yeah. going on here well why le- let me tell you why tuition's gone up because they're backed by the government they're 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 uh, you can't declare bankruptcy on them no matter what. Mm-hmm. So the, the the colleges are are getting that money. So what do they do? They hike up the cost of tuition. Duh, because they're they're getting it, it's like it's price gouging. It's 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 criminal. Price gouging's it's against the law, right? Price gouging. Yeah,
0: uh, yeah, yeah. But we
1: don't call this price gouging. No, this is it's this right. is for an edu- this is for an education. This is necessary. We we need no. This is stupid. Uh, oh my
0: god! Yeah so many great points we have by the way we have almost i was all,
1: I was all over the place i i no, usually I say it. it much better <laughs> i'm just
0: going no, love it we have so many comments from people I have 40 people joining us live right now thank you so much everyone i really want to ask you when have entrepreneurs teachers parents join us right now i really want to ask you if you have children in school are you thinking about sending them to college what what do you think about this question and let me know in the comment section? Uh,
1: I I will say a lot of parents just want their kids to go to college and I'm not calling anyone out but a lot they want their kids to go to college a, a big name college just so they look good so that they can you say go. oh Jimmy Jimmy went to USC. I mean you see with the college admission scandal they'll pay hundreds of thousands of dollars to get these kids into these schools just just for just for pride. Yeah. Stupid. Stupid. Exactly. The proof is right there. I'm like I'm I'm not I'm not making stuff up. It happens. So everywhere. yeah,
0: totally the, the shame.
1: Totally. There's shame in saying he doesn't go to he he didn't go. He didn't go to he didn't go to college.
0: So I really want to share, and because uh, I, as I was preparing for this topic, I actually did some research, and uh, so just you guys can just see the title of a few articles. So this one is from Harvard Graduate School of Education, and talking about how bored students are. This bored. Is, uh, this is like my, my my younger son, five years old, kind of happy. This is probably my eight years old right there. And this is my undergraduate students. Everyone just like, oh my God. I can't. So bored. Exactly. And look at this. So this is Anil Patel. He his mm. biggest regret in life was going to college. Mm. And uh here and cancel school Why self-learning must be the future of education. And here
1: voluntary um, learning. That's exactly. the way it should be. Voluntary
0: Didn't get the A's in school. So many parents, right now, you are probably overly obsessed with your children's academic performance. And here, think like a C student and become a better entrepreneur. And this is like, there are so many articles like this. You know, there is a reversed relationship, you know, between GPA and innovation. Yeah, yeah.
1: Grades are an illusion.
0: Exactly. The higher the GPA, the lower the student's ability to innovate and thinking outside the box. And uh, so, if you do some research yourself, there are literally hundreds of articles like yeah. that. Well, and higher education teaches students to not innovate, to follow orders, and obey. So just like a few articles like that, and some of the articles are shared with me by my dear friend, um, uh, dear friend uh, Pam. So thank you for sharing that. Let me remove this.
1: Well, you hear about uh, you hear about valedictorians and how they like they never they're just average. They never do end up doing anything spectacular. It's so rare that they that they stand out in such a spectacular way in their, in their careers. Why? Because the book, the book behind me somewhere here. Yeah, here it is. Uh, you know, that you mentioned in your post is what's it called? Why a students work for for C students. And and like, what is school turn out, turns out ease employees. That's, that's so, so the higher your GPA, the, Better employee you're going to be in them, and probably the higher likelihood that you're going to stay an employee for the entirety of your life, work for some company for forty years, and then retire, save everything for retirement, all the all the life's joys for retirement, and then you're going to be told to enjoy them, and then you're going to die three years later. Uh, <laughs> I I don't really want to follow so that true. path. So so so, so I like adopted the belief. Actually, it, I mean it's kind of fact. Yeah, there's really no debating it. That grades are an illusion, and. In, in my sophomore year of college, and after I I earned a, a three point six something my first year and a half, like I was I was cruising, I was doing really good. I I that was better than my high school grades. I that's really good. I was very proud of that, and uh, and I was like, wait a second, grades are an illusion. And then I proceeded to do important things. What did I do that first semester that I realized grades were an illusion? Well, I wrote a book. That was really the beginning of. Of a lot of things for me, even though the book isn't anything spectacular, um, and, and 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 what was I gonna say? Uh, gosh, I'm having like a lot of brain farts today. I must have eaten something weird. I don't even know. Uh, <laughs> oh <my laughs> what was wow. I? What was I say? Oh, oh. Once I realized grades were an illusion, I uh, my my GPA has gone down to like uh, I think it's a two point nine right now. And I'm so proud of that because it's a direct reflection of everything that I've been doing in my, in the business world. Right. Uh, you know, accomplishing and, and doing real things, getting real experience. I spend zero time on school. Like I, why, why would I, it, it doesn't align. I, I always say don't make a living design a life. Right. And, uh, not because it sounds good because it actually works. Right. And, uh, so I design my life around the criteria of helping a lot of people, having a lot of fun, and making a lot of money. And I align all of these three things in what I do. School doesn't even check one of those boxes. It doesn't help anyone. It's not fun. doesn't make me money. Unless you consider $60,000 a year money. I don't. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So... uh so I don't, I don't do that whole school, and and especially in the moment while you're actually doing the schoolwork, that there's like zero ROI on that. Like that's, I'm not, I, like why, why would I spend any time on that? You know, I like, I'm gonna, I, I'm gonna sound very pompous, but like this is just a matter of priorities. But people, I, I won't even say I. People have way more important things to do, than, than this busy work assigned in school.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Way more important things to do.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh my God, we got so many great comments from people. And I see kind of some like patterns in people's questions. So one is on the other hand, do you think, but the society in general still values having that piece of paper? Uh, do you think that's the case or it's not? It's gonna
1: take some unlearning. Uh, it's really just the this, this social construct uh, almost. It's just like, we're, we're really, I mean, cause it's mattered for 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 a while, um, like if there there is a time that that you know you really should have gone to school and it was teaching relevant things. Which by the way, in 2019, it's not. You're not learning things that are relevant. So especially in the business school, <laughs> it's like it's like the the material and, and syllabi are decades outdated and in all across universities, it's just terrible. And there are these cookie cutter courses. But I, don't even, I won't even go into that right now, but. Yeah, I mean, it's just going to take, uh, I think it's going to take a couple of decades to, but but I, I do see it now. People are really starting to see that, you know, the degree, a lot of times, doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. I think people are really wising up to it.
0: Yeah, I want to share this article. You, you guys know how much I love Sesco and he yeah. is the person who inspired this interview. This what is school for uh, what is school for show. And so I recommend you guys check out this uh this uh, blog article that he wrote. Really, the piece of paper he's talking about here is a college or a diploma or degree, and his argument is. We are valuing, we are giving this piece of paper too much value than that piece of paper deserves. Yeah. So I will share this article in the link below. Really? Funny, yeah,
1: I, uh, I want to read that. I like Cess writing.
0: Yeah. See, this is great. And uh, I will share the, this uh, link in the comment section and also the links to other articles. And another comment that people have is there are also lots of students who don't go to college, but they are also struggling.
1: Uh huh. So,
0: Yeah. So talk about that.
1: Good point. Yes. There's not going to college and then, and then doing like nothing is, is, is not really a a good option either. It's good to instead, um, like what I was saying earlier, right? Like if I could do it all over again, and I really had the the choice here, Mm -hmm. um, you know, of course, obviously you can't go back in time. So I don't really have the choice. Um, but if I were to do it over again, I, as an 18 year old would, you know, not go to school and mm-hmm. I would, you know, whatever field I wanted to do, which was personal training at the time, which was personal training. I actually did this. Duh. Good. I'm mm-hmm. proud of myself. Okay. So I did this. I sought out, resources from people who ought to know, Steve Jordan, the celebrity trainer that that I that I mentioned earlier. And I I asked him if I could go out to LA and work for him for free over the summer. And he said, "Yeah." And I learned the ropes of of a of a personal trainer that that is able to charge upwards of $200 per hour. Like that's mm-hmm. a that's a lot of money. And like the you like it's easy to make over $1,000 in a day. Easy. And I learned the ropes of of being just the like a really uh, high class um, upstanding personal trainer, not just like your average trainer in LA fitness, but like, like a, another level, like a a trainer extraordinaire, you know, I, I learned from the best and, and I, and I just, I started to become that and that was going to be my career. And, and then, of course, I told you as things evolved from there, and I decided to, I, w- I wanted to work for myself in another way. And, and you know, we see the arena I'm in now, and now I have a marketing and production agency for serious podcasters, which is a lot of fun. I, I love, I love that. Are I could have done, a, I could have done all of this. Are
0: you hiring, are you hiring A students?
1: <laughs> oh, I, I, I don't even. No, I don't, I don't, I don't care about age. I don't care about, I don't care oh, about grades. God. I don't care about degrees. I've, I literally, I just like, I'm like, are you coachable? Uh, like, I, and I don't ask them that, but like, I, I yeah, you know, I get a feel, you know, for like, is this person coachable? Um, you know, are they going to be reliable? Uh, are they energetic? Are they enthusiastic? Like, those are those are the things I care about, and you can't really measure them. I just get a feel for them when I when I talk to uh, my my potential interns and and people and and whatnot. So, uh, so. I could have done all of this without and and then some without going to school. Like this is this is what I I literally did it. I literally did what I'm saying to do right now. I went and was an understudy to somebody for like year for like a year, you know, Uh, like he was my mentor for a while and and I made it happen. And then my career exploded from there over a course of four years. Uh, Like it's that's. I think that's, that's how you do it. And that's how Don Wettrick, you know, Don, right? That's how Don, Don Wettrick is a big fan of, yeah, of, a of, 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 picking out someone to learn from and just working for them for free and, and, and working your tail off during the, during, you know, the, the hours that you're not working for them for free to, to get by. Like it, yeah. th- this can happen and, and, and you won't be spending $25,000 per year. Yeah. So it, even though you you might be scraping to get by because you're not getting support from your parents, like you're going to uh, you're not going to have tens, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars in debt. So you're you're really going to be
0: true.
1: super well off. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and there are so many alternative learning. Like people shared so many alternative learning platforms. Like I work with HubSpot; they have their own academy, and many of their online certifications are free. If you want to become a digital marketer or email marketing, social media marketing, yeah, yep, so yep. definitely. If and, and, the heart is willing to learn, yep. there are many ways you can figure this out. Yeah, yeah
1: and I, and I'm like you know, so I'm taking this two thousand dollar course right now on on speaking uh, from from John Bates. He's uh, he's mm-hmm. a really great speaking coach. He's my speaker coach right now uh, beyond the course too. And uh, $2,000 for a course, isn't it? So, Like, it's so no, it's, it's really
0: college. You are going to college. And then you are taking,
1: uh, right, right. Right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, well, I don't, I don't, I mean, I don't do the whole college thing. I barely, I mean, I don't even go to class when I don't have to, uh, it's just a waste <laughs> of time. But, um, <laughs> which is which is funny my professors know it and some of them like listen to my podcast it's hilarious i i love it uh some of them, one of them supports me on patreon um uh, <laughs> 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 yeah yeah it's cool but uh god what was i saying i'm you know my my brain is like really not it's functioning too fast it's like going a million miles an hour i gotta slow totally, down
0: totally i know you you have to <gasps> leave in a few minutes right what I- was i
1: gonna say it was important
0: yeah, I also have more important questions to ask you. If All right,
1: ask I, those questions. Yeah, I will
0: keep. Like, I love this comment from Pam. You know, I actually read the article, and this uh, uh Clinton he predicted in ten to fifteen years, half fifty yep, yep, percent yep. of American colleges will go bankrupt. Guys, think about that. Great,
1: away that, with them.
0: That is <laughs> away
1: that is with them. It.
0: So I really want to ask you this question, uh, Jordan. You interviewed so many amazing people, James Altecher, you know, Dan Locke, so many others. And share with us how did you book the very first high profile person? Oh, and, that's a great uh, question. Second, have you ever been rejected? And how oh, do you duh. deal with rejection? So, two questions. First and second.
1: Yeah. The that's it, the, just really both great questions. Uh, I will answer the second one uh, as far as rejection. Yeah, I get rejected all the time, all the time, uh, you know, and usually in the form of, you know, overwhelmingly in the form of, uh, you know, not answering. Sometimes people don't even see my email. I don't know. I guess I got to change up my game. I don't have a verified badge on Instagram, so I can't, I, I don't really like to go in people's DMs there. Uh, if I had a verified badge, I, I feel like I'd be more confident to – uh to go in people's DMs and and ask them that way. But right now, email's, like, my game. And, uh... But, yeah, my first big guest, uh, it was... I mean, there was someone medium or in the 30s. But then, I want to say that Rachel Starr... uh David Meltzer. David Meltzer was, like, one of... I remember one of my first big guests. It was, like, episode 68 or something like that. And, um yeah yeah that was I remember how nervous I was for that It was like is is like <laughs> I thought it was like the biggest moment in my life so God. funny um and then and then like a couple episodes later I interviewed at one point the biggest porn star in the world on Valentine's Day. It's called Valentine's Day with Rachel Starr. I
0: saw it
1: yeah and and she actually like became a friend like she's really cool and but that that put me on the map that episode in February of 2019, like people really started taking me seriously. A bunch of new people found me. Uh, A lot of people love that episode too. A lot of women are like, she's so inspiring. I listened to it four times. It's two hours, by the way. Uh, So that, I I would say that one really put me on the map there. Uh, And then, I mean, it's just from there. And I can just, it's, it's at this point, there's like no, no going back obviously uh you know one of my next few episodes the first episode of 2020 is uh that's coming out i recorded it a while ago it's grant cardone uh
0: i know it's See, just
1: like it, it just keeps it's just
0: i, I think at this it's easy at this point very easy for you to book anyone so share that's my first question share with us how did you book the the very first high profile person i think hmm that milestone is very hard for many people to accomplish to get to that level so what is unique about you that helped you get to that level
1: yeah someone look someone will take a chance on you someone will send the elevator back down right Mm -hmm. you know they they might be very high up but there are some very successful people who send the elevator of success back down to get you right and uh and david did that right and i i I told him yeah we we talked about that recently too and and uh i i was like dude i just i don't know if you knew it but like you were you were one of my like you were really like an inflection point in my career uh and and that was also i think february of of 2019 as well so just february 2019 in general is a big inflection point uh but what did i do first of all david just always sends the elevator back down but second uh, on my half my end of the deal i mean i And I still do this today. I mean, I build a relationship with people. Um, I don't ask them for things on the first exchange a lot of the time. Uh, I listen to their podcast. I read their this. I read their that. I read their book, whatever. I consume their content and I tell them very specific things that I really enjoyed about whatever it is that I just consumed. Some key takeaways, specific takeaways that... Show them, oh, this kid actually cares. Oh, he actually, like, read my book. He actually, you know what I mean? And so, and and I'm a sucker for that, too. Like, you know, I don't say yes to everyone who has to come on. Or, or I mean, so many people ask to come on. I don't say yes to everyone who has to interview Thank me. Thank you
0: for saying yes to me.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I, don't, I don't say yes to everyone. But, you know, if it's someone with, that, that really doesn't have an audience, and, but they tell me that, that, that I inspired them in this way from, from this thing, uh, that they really enjoy that they've been listening to my podcast for five months and, and this episode, you know what I mean? I'm like, done. I will do that now. And I am, I'm happier to be on those podcasts than any other out there. It's are They're they're so, they're so fun. Those ones. I, I, I cherish those ones. And, I love,
0: uh, this is such a great point, you yeah. know, like really show that you care. You actually yes. read the books and, you know, a piece of content that inspired you, draw that personal connection. Oh, yeah, yeah. the same. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Do, do not say, here. here's the opposite, love your work. Yeah. Okay, what about What about it do you love or love your podcast? What about it do you love? The last episode or... Uh, and I'm like, uh, like, uh, like, okay. You just, you just, you, you like the big name in the last episode. Like, you just, uh, you just saw that. Like, uh, you obviously don't. Like, you know what I mean. And, and and this is from Jordan Harbinger. I don't know if you know if you know him, but like that's how, like, he gets. You know, he, he gets that stuff all the time. Lo- love your work, and and that's and that's what he does. Like, like, what about it? Do you love? And he just catches people in these like b in this BS.
0: So true. So true. Gotta be specific.
1: And I don't think the
0: challenge for us to do is like, I love your work because actually fill in the blank. So because. I think that's the easier way for you to actually stand out if you really want to grab this person's attention. That's such a great piece of advice. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And and but don't gush. You know what I mean? Don't gush. Don't put yourself in the fan category, which and I'm not talking directly to you because you don't do that. But I used to do that. I, I mean, I, I
0: I have been there myself. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. That, sometimes I mean, yeah. Sometimes you just look at a yes, but sometimes they will, you know, in the the, the fan category is like SWAT. They'll go into like SWAT, like a fly mode. You don't mm-hmm. want to do that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Oh my god. I know you have to go. My last question is.
1: It's unfortunate, so, I know. I know. wish I didn't have a meeting.
0: <laughs> I know. No worries. No, I don't respect your time. So if you had the money, the time, and the resources to design a dream school, how would that school mm. look like?
1: Ah, That's a really good question. <laughs> uh, it's almost a derivative of my final question on my podcast. Uh, if you could teach a course at a university, a course of your creation or otherwise, what would it be? And I always get all sorts of interesting answers that way. Uh, thanks for putting that up, by the way. But if I were to design a school, oh my gosh, um, it would be I. So it would be a lot of teachers from, from, uh, from, from my life that like you know that I already like know. You know, I'd have, and look, it doesn't even have to be. You know, if I if I hire you know if if I hire Mark Metry to be a professor at my school, I, he doesn't have to. You know, maybe every now and then he'll be there physically, but um, it doesn't necessarily – like he can be up on a big screen. I'm still a big proponent of mm-hmm. getting together in a physical location. Oh, I, I'm a big fan of that. I would not get rid of that. This would not be completely virtual. It would be half virtual. The mm-hmm. teacher, you know, could stop in once a month, right, and teach the class there, but they'd be up on a big, big projector. And 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 then there could be like a – and then there could be a TA in there kind of uh, – you know, maintaining, maintaining order and, 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 and whatever, you know, whatever you need to do, be there physically. Uh, and I would just hire these people who have been there and done that. 100%. And I would, I would, I would have them teach these students how to be there and do that. And they would be really relevant learning outcomes. Like, you know, I, I would, I would have Philip Stutz, um, you know, mm-hmm. who, who's responsible for presidential election victories. He's managed the campaigns of, of presidents, uh and you know the ad campaigns of of presidents uh a friend of mine Philip I would have him teach marketing he's he's he knows what's going on uh you know some of the stuff that like, like the stuff that Seth Godin teaches the stuff that Russell Brunson teaches the stuff that Philip teaches all about marketing it's not taught in school
0: oh it's so not true. so true I just want to comment on that i think regardless of what one's major is we all need to learn how to do some basic marketing like sales and how to sell yourself in you yeah, marketing, yeah. speaking, persuasion. Yeah, yeah. All those are basic. Digital storytelling is another big one. You know, personal branding is almost like a resume 101 yeah. and you need to know those things. But many students are not learning from a traditional school environment. So I saw so hear I you. I agree. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. Bi- big disclaimer though, like this is, I've not i have not put any thought into this school and, and there could be a lot of unintended consequences of 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 what i of the school i just described so uh you know if i were to really do this i i could i i could put something together really cool if i were to put a lot of thought into it so uh the, the big thing is that it needs accreditation that's the only thing that universities have going for them is accreditation uh i would need i would need that so that people actually like take this seriously uh, as an investment. Oh, and by the way, it wouldn't cost uh, $40,000 per year. Uh, totally. I I can't I just cannot see it costing more than $10,000 a year. I just can't. I don't I I, I it doesn't Amen. it wouldn't make sense, especially if it's like virtual too.
0: Amen. half, half yeah.
1: virtual. Uh, I, I could get get that down to five totally. probably. Yeah.
0: 100%. Yeah, yeah. This is such an amazing interview and uh, thank you so much Jordan and thank you so much everyone today we discussed debated and disrupted education. So thank you. And this is the last live interview before I fly to Singapore tomorrow for my own entrepreneurship immersion. And we have practitioners to speak at the event, not just academics, but practitioners. Right. And I will resume the show again in January. And I have a super interesting lady. She homeschools. She's also entrepreneur. They homeschool their children in a school bus, in a school bus. Oh my God. So stay tuned. And I hope to see you guys next year. And thank you so much again, Jordan and everyone make sure to follow this amazing young man and uh so thank you thank you thank you and uh, enjoy your meeting bye jordan bye everyone thank you for joining us live
1: yeah, you're very kind let's talk again soon all right
0: i'm sorry are you-